With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We've got an Australian on board, Rod Kafer. Afternoon to you, Rod. Good afternoon. And now, uh, Justin and Rod, I've got a question for both of you. I was watching some highlights at home of the Paikokariki Express, Christian Cullen. Um, Justin, how much of a freak was this guy? What was it like playing alongside of him? And Rod, what was it like playing against him? And how much emphasis was put on trying to stop Christian Cullen? I remember talking to some All Blacks in the 1990s and they summed him up saying, you knew it was coming, but you still couldn't stop it. Uh, yeah, well, indeed. I'll, you go, Marshall. You, you go, go, and then you I'll go, tell a story. No, you go, you go, you go, you go. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, at his peak, Cully, he was one of those players that was a go-to, really. He just wanted to give him the ball uh, with a little bit of time and space um, for him to be able to weave all of his magic. And uh, it was such a valuable weapon to have that you could poke Jonah's nose at defenders um, which would hold a couple and then just give Cully a bit of space. And uh, he was the one player that I saw uh, in my time that nobody else could replicate. I've been able to, to beat a player with quite a significant sidestep or goose step or whatever it might be and not leave, lose any pace or momentum in doing so. And that was a rare, rare feat. Yeah, and um, Marshy, I remember 1996 the Brumbies play our second ever game of Super Rugby and it's against the Wellington Hurricanes and Cully was maybe, I don't know, 18 or 19 he was very, very young and he just obviously played his first game and played well in the first round and we were doing some um, videotapes, some old VHS analysis back in the day and we, and we saw this kid thinking he's pretty sharp. Anyway I was at that time playing fullback and for the Brumbies and he was also playing fullback, and um, I was thinking to myself going into that game as a portly 100 kilo fullback coming up against this whippet <laughs> of 85 kilos, but as quick as anything, uh, that I might have some issues. Anyway, he made a break early in the game on that day, and as a fullback coming across in cover, you would always, you know, try to shepherd those side, you know, players to the sideline, use the sideline as your friend, and of course I did that and positioned him around the sideline. And then he just burnt me cold. And I didn't get within 10 metres of him. And he scored a try under the post. Virtually first touch of the game. He did it to me twice. I think he scored three tries that day against us um, as a young man. Second game of Super Rugby. And uh, what a talent. And I'll, I'll never forget it. I did not even get, didn't even get a hand on him. And he just blew past me like I wasn't even there. He wasn't the first player to do that, mind you, Marsh, as you can write, recall. There were plenty who did. But... What a player he was, one of the greatest I've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely remarkable talent. Okay, Rod, let's switch and put the focus back on this weekend's round of Super Rugby. And I guess the one that's had the greatest impact on the table and probably nobody was picking, and that was the force to beat the Brumbies by 34 points to 19. Um, Take us through this game. I mean, what happened to the Brumbies and why were the force so good? Well, I think the force, I mean, if we we look to the force, the force have been... um, a team that's 
um, been in many games this season. They're a, they're a you know hard fighting team. They're well coached by a name that's very familiar with New Zealand rugby in Simon Cron. Um, they've got a they've got a a building of momentum going on over there, and then you temper that with the Brumbies, uh, you know, taking the opportunity as, as we do in World Cup years. Everyone knows the the script. You you, you do rest players at a certain time. There's you know um, requirements coming down from the national body about loads of players, and this was a game obviously where the Brumbies rested a number of players. Um, sent across an inexperienced squad, and what you hope as a coach is that you give that opportunity to those inexperienced players, and they can can take it. What the the, the flip side of that coin, of course, is that um, the opposition team, when they see a team resting players against you, take that as a sign of disrespect, and that lifts them 20%, and you lose 20%, and in the end, um, you get dusted in the game. A, a, a real disappointment, obviously, for the Brumbies. Not clearly what they'd expect, but. You have to then balance that against um, what what happens towards the end of the year. Now we may look back at this game and think it was the worst thing that the Brumbies could possibly do, and they've missed their chance at a you know home semi or a, or a home final, perhaps. Um, all of those things may be factors, but equally, it might be a a great um, a great move. They they lose this game, they re-inspire themselves to play very well, obviously next week against the table-topping Chiefs, and or. Um, have their players a little fresher towards the back end of the season. You know, it's a long, you know, the five-hour plane trip to Perth, the impact it has on players who are carrying injuries, et cetera, et cetera. There is some, there is some uh, silver lining to this very dark cloud, but um, that's, the, that's the nature of the game in a World Cup year. You, you're going to get these things that happen. Yeah, well, they, they, they will obviously hopefully um, be able to bounce back because they're going to need to against the Chiefs, as you mentioned, Kaif. Uh But equally, they kind of have taken a little bit of their destiny out of their control, which, you know, you've got to wonder whether or not um, that will hurt them uh, in, in, in finals football. But uh, they are a difficult prospect in Canberra, as always. Um, do, do you see their ability um, and being able to just put this behind them? And, and are they more than capable of beating the Chiefs? Well, I think they've got they've got a game that uh, I said last time. They're the only Australian team of the game that can really compete you know, consistently against New Zealand opposition. It's a particular type of game you have to play. Australia plays a type of game. New Zealand rugby plays a type of game. South African rugby, you know, plays a type of game. And I think uh, the, the Brumbies have the the attributes to be able to compete um, consistently. You know, we all know that occasionally teams can do well against different teams, but. Over the last couple of decades, Marsh, in fact, since you retired, New Zealand rugby's mm. been so dominant, it's been very difficult for Australian <laughs> teams to ever get consistency. But, um, you know, the Brumbies have developed just a little bit of that, you know, the first start for that over the last couple of years. Um, so, I, so I think they've actually got the game. They've got a, you know, they've got a very um, a good defensive system that they work very well. They've got a good, very good set piece, a good mall team, and they're good on the ground. They compete heavily on the floor at rucks, um, and they're aggressive. And, and you know, all of those attributes mean that, that you can play occasionally. They score tries and do this, you know, do the things they've got to do. But um, I, I think they can compete against the Chiefs. Chiefs are in a different, you know, at a different level. They've got a, they've got um, some momentum in their game and the way they're playing and a, and a, and a style of game which is a step them apart. Um, and the Brumbies have got to, you know, rise to that challenge to see if they can. And it's, it's a, you know, fantastic prospect deep into the season to see the sort of, 
you know, two of the two of the you know real top end of the teams coming against each other as they're heading towards finals. And I think we know that you know the finals they're going to be in the finals just where they all finish up. Um, we'll find out in the next couple of weeks. But you know these are teams that will probably play each other again at some stage in the year. And you know this will be a fantastic a fantastic game. Okay, well let's let's break down the rest of them then. Um... Well, the, the Rebels are a bit unlucky. They got pipped at the post um, against the Highlanders. Uh, probably, well, definitely seals their fate. But the Waratahs with a good enough win over the uh, Druids. So that, that's got them sixth on the table. Um, they're quite clearly, well, they're eight points ahead of the Reds. So they're, they're the one side, I guess, that is got, well, they're the other Australian side that's definitely going to be in the eight. And then the force, obviously, have just entered into the eight with that great win. Um Waratah's got the Crusaders at the weekend. Uh, how do you see them approaching that, Kate? Do you do you see them going there full strength um, and ready to rock and roll and tip the Crusaders over, or do you see them perhaps just keeping their powder dry for the finals? No, they they have to go there full strength. They've you know they've four wins in a row now for the um, for the Waratahs, and I said a couple of weeks ago to you that. This was this is a team that will end the season strongly. They had a lot of injuries early season. They went through this process of trying to make all of their players bigger, and then they suffered because of that. They weren't fit at the start. You know, they weren't rugby match fit. They were gym fit at the start of the year, and and they've now built themselves into a a bit of momentum. and And they've got they've got a roster. They've got a decent enough roster, you know, to at least be competitive. Of course, I don't see them consistently beating. Um, New Zealand teams, uh, they're not, they just don't have that level of play at the moment for long enough to be able to stay in the match for long enough. So um, that's going to be their other thing. But every week that goes by for the Waratahs, they get incrementally better. And I, I mean that in the way that they started off the season without that real you know, rugby match fitness concept. They're now building into that. And I feel like they're probably coming to the peak of that in the next couple of weeks, which is fantastic for them. I don't necessarily know it was by design, but it's what happens. I've seen this model play out in years gone by. So they're in a point where they are, they are and have a little bit of momentum. You know, it's a, it's a massive task, of course, playing the Crusaders. I don't expect them to win, but I expect them to go there with the intention that they need to win this match and they need to play as well as they can to at least build some confidence into the, into the finals. And they will be a very difficult prospect for any team to be playing, mm. particularly if they can find themselves in that, you know, five, six, seven position when they're, when they're going to be taking on, you know, two, three or four. Um, they're going to be a difficult prospect in the finals. Rod Kafer is our guest here on the Rugby One. Mark Watson, Justin Marshall. Rod, uh, look, uh, just finally on the Reds. I mean, beaten 45 points to 26 a week earlier, celebrating like they won the Rugby World Cup, beating the unbeaten Chiefs. Um, was it one of, as a commentator, um, as somebody who follows the game closely in Australia, was it disappointment? Was it one of embarrassment? Or was this just more the Reds' default setting in the week earlier was probably more an exception to the rule rather than the rule? Yeah, I think the latter. Um, the, the Reds have been in a, a bit of a downward spiral for some time. They've, you know, they're sort of, they, Brad Thorne went into the role, you know, quite a few years ago, it might be is it five or six years ago, whenever it was, maybe six years, um, with a view of 
you know, getting rid of the old guard, bringing in a new guard, and um, bringing in some young players, and had success with them. And and you know, it, it, what I say, success here in Australia, we you know, managed to win the when when we were COVID and split won won a won a tournament over here, um, which was a fantastic, you know, a good achievement for 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 Brad. But it, but it was really you know, not not necessarily a, a, a very great standard to be winning that comp at the time. He then um, he, he then really battled to find consistency in um, you know some of these young guys and hasn't probably um, you know got the most out of them. The guys who then are now his senior players, and you know, there's this sense that um, you know within teams, as we all know, they go through cycles. Um, you know, they're, they're, he's coming to the end of his coaching cycle. They've announced that, so there's all that background to it. It's they're just a little bit unsettled, the, the Reds, and they're they're again not a, a team who haven't been able to play with any consistency at all, which is sort of what you expect from teams that are going through a transition of you know an, uh, their current coach going out and all those other things that we see in squads that that you know unsettles people, and 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 that's all happening as a backdrop for them. So they they've got. You know, a reasonable talent pool. They've got some, you know, some very good one-off players. You know, Fraser McRide at their open side. I think is the best open side in Australia at the moment by a long way. You know, they've got other guys who who can be game changers. Tate McDermott. Um, you know, they've had injuries with Kenny Abbott being out for a long time. So, um, you know, they've had a they've had a normal season with the ups and downs of it. But they are a, a side who have under under Brad particularly after his first two years never really been able to. Um, week in, week out, be consistent. So that's a surprise me to see them play brilliantly well one week and horribly the next. Rod Kafer, thank you for your time. Thank you for joining us this afternoon here on the Rugby Run. Enjoy the rest of your day. Pleasure. Thanks, gents. Rod Kafer there, former Wallaby Mark Watson, Justin Marshall. You are listening to the Rugby Run Power, your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass.